Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Letters to the Living. I'm glad you're here with me. Today's topic is something my husband and I go through every year. We've been together for nine winters now, and honestly, every year we go through this. We talk about it. We peel back the layers. We open up and say, man, why am I feeling off today? Why why have I been feeling off for the last week? And usually when we have this uh, come to Jesus moment, we figure out that, oh, it's the winter. Now, if I'm going to be honest, the winter time affects Michael, my husband, more than it affects me. And I think that's a good thing. I think that I'm glad that the winter doesn't slam me down on my back and make me want to hide under the covers. But it's a lot different for Michael because he does have a significant amount of pressure and different responsibilities than I do. And I'm going to talk about that. I want to get really, I want to get real about what it means to, I don't know, push forward in the wintertime, especially when you're grieving. I am not the type of person or the type of grief professional who's going to sugarcoat grief. I will always open up my email, my wisdom account, any space, any space for you to come on and talk about your life experience. But I'm not going to allow you to become victim of it because you cannot. If you become victim of life's obstacles, life's hardships, life's losses, and the grief that follows behind it, you're not going to get through this. You're going to remain in this space of why me? Why? And I'm here to empower you to work through all the deep layers of your grief. I'm here to teach you tools on how to connect with your loved ones. On the other side, I'm here to help you work through all the blocks so you start becoming comfortable connecting with your loved ones on the other side. Grief is a choice. You do not have to hang on to it. You don't have to hang on to the pain around it. Yeah, you're going to get triggered. There's going to be events that pop up that's going to kind of hold you back a little bit. Some big, deep emotions are going to surface. And in your mind, you're going to think, oh, I just can't shake this. I just can't shake this. Grief never goes away. I'm always going to miss them. I'm always going to just grieve them and their death, or I'm going to grieve this divorce or the loss of my house or the loss of my job. And guess what? If you're going to tell yourself that every time, then you're not giving yourself the permission to work through the part that's weighing on you. So if an anniversary comes up and you know, dad's no longer here or your wedding day's coming up and dad's no longer here, we will often think, oh, I'm missing out. Dad's not here. I'm missing out. But he is there. He's there. He may not physically be there, but you sure shit better put a chair out for him and put a cute sign that says, dad, put a candle on it, do something in memory for him. Bring This is what I'm talking about, everybody. Bring your loved ones with you. If you block yourself from not 
facing it or not working through it or, okay, I'm going to say it, go into victim mode of, I cannot believe dad died a year before my wedding. Does it suck? Yeah, it sucks. Death sucks. Loss sucks. Grief sucks. But it's temporary. It is temporary. And if you give yourself the space and the permission to work through those hard moments, those hard times, you're going to get through it. And then another one will come up and then another one. And we're going to work through it. We're going to work through it. And you're not going to do it alone. Don't do this alone. Don't try and face your grief and your loss and those human heavy emotions by yourself. Call on support. Call that best friend. Call that family member. Call me. Call me. I have plenty of ways you can get a hold of me. Just writing an email and saying, God, mom died and this is hard. And I don't know what to do. I don't know the next step. Okay. Okay. Let's work through this. First of all, thank you for emailing me. Sometimes we hold ourselves back by not even talking about it, by not even admitting it. Because if we start talking about it, then the floodgates open up and we're afraid that we're going to lose control over our emotions. Our emotions are what really set us back. But if you can face those emotions, then you, you, then you end up having a breakthrough. Today's discussion is about grieving during winter time. Okay, I'm not going to go in full length for this episode. I think if you've got some time on your hands, go on to Wisdom. Find me at Miranda May at Grief Medium, and you'll go to my talks, and it'll say Grief in the Winter Blues. It's like an hour long. And I go into details about this, about my husband, about the business, about his loss, um, about how I can step up and help kind of guide this family through this time. Today's episode, I'm going to talk on the highlights and the key points that I think is really important to, to understand. And, you know, maybe Michael, my husband's story will resonate with you or some part of it. That will help you get to that next step you need you need to face. And I, I think that's really important in the grief healing journey is listening to other people's stories, listening to other people's experiences, right? Knowing that you're not alone. Someone may not have the same story as you. Someone may not have the same experience as you, but grief is grief is grief. There's no different emotions you're feeling than somebody else. They may come at different times in different stages. But eventually, we all face the same crap. We all do. And I'm here to tell you, walking proof, that I no longer hold on to my grief. I no longer hold on to the shame, blame, guilt, resentment of of any of the deaths or any of the losses I've experienced. From deaths to divorces to job loss to moving, separating from my friends. Grief isn't just about death, you guys. Grief is a natural emotion we feel after something we're attached to is no longer in our life. I've been with my husband. This this is our ninth winter together. Ninth winter. And we go through this lull. Every year, 
We work through it every year. And somehow magically, March is like the magic month for us, right? Not only is it his birthday, but the birds are chirping, the leaves are starting to grow on the trees, tulips are blooming. Like it's it's a change of a season. And it's like, goodbye, winter. Goodbye. See you later. But I want to talk about how we embrace winter and how winter can be our greatest teaching moments if we allow it to. Okay, so we have a successful business here in, in Santa Fe, and uh, but we depend on the tourists. Yeah, we we depend on uh, foot traffic. Um, that's the bulk of of our sales. So. The slow time where we live is January and February and even March, okay? It doesn't start picking up until the end of March. January and February for my husband is like a white knuckle situation. He just grips on for life and kind of goes into this mental state of, of, okay, sales are slow. Why isn't this happening? Why is it so damn cold outside? Why isn't the sun shining? I got to shovel more snow, which hurts the back. You know, like winter's just kind of a, a, a place of fear. There, He holds a lot of responsibility with a business. I think anyone who has their own business run, you know, has a career where it's solely dependent on you. That comes with a level of responsibility that some people will not understand. And even me too. Like I don't have that type of responsibility yet. The thing about winter is it will, <laughs> sometimes it'll amplify our life's problems, the pain, the grief, the loss to a level that's very different let's say in the summer. Okay. In the winter time, we tend to stay in. We don't like to be social. When we're not putting ourselves out there, that's when the deep grief, the deep-seated emotions start to surface and it gets really uncomfortable. And then our mind goes to other places of fearing about work and making goals and supporting not only just you know, from my husband's perspective, not only supporting our family, but he's got other, he's got three other families he's responsible for. When I know he's going through this slump or this lull, I sit down and I say, let's talk about this. I will always, I will give you as much time as you need to talk about it, but then just know I'm going to give a solution too. Because if something's not working, you've got to change it or you're just going to be stuck in this moment. So for Michael, he loves projects, loves little distraction projects. And I say distractions because projects are distractions. Now, I know some people will say you got to keep yourself busy in the wintertime. And he tells himself that I've got to keep myself busy, keep myself busy. Okay, well, the while I'm very grateful, don't get me wrong, I'm very thankful for the projects he does around the house because he, I mean, he gets shit done, right? And I love that. But it's important to 
have those little projects that we know that needs to be done, but the little projects that are distractions, that's really just holding, holding him back from getting to the root of the problem. You see, for Michael, golfing is his escape. And oddly enough, New Mexico has the worst courses here, but we make do, right? We make do. I think wherever you live, there's pros and cons um, for every place. Golf is his way to let go, to go within, to find the answers, to decompress. He connects with his beloved wife, Jess, on the course. Like it's just, it's his happy place. And golf isn't available during the wintertime. And I want you guys to think about this. What are What is one season that you absolutely love? Okay, the season that you just feel most connected with yourself, uh, where you get yourself out there, you're involved in activities, you just kind of feel a sense of peace, feeling whole. I know summertime is one of those seasons for many, right? Because guess what? There's camping, there's hiking, there's barbecues, there's warm weather, there's beach time, pool time. I mean, the summer is just that distraction, that good distraction. I think it's a healthy distraction. I think summer is a is a wonderful distraction. But I don't care what season it is. If the distractions are causing you not to start working through your loss and working through your grief, then you're just going to carry it every single year. I, I don't know if Michael will hear this episode, but if he does, it's not something I haven't said to him personally. But I think, he, not I think, I know he still carries a lot of big emotions and grief around Jess's death. And yes, the way she had passed is very different from the way my husband had passed, but we can't compare experiences and we can't compare the types of death because I faced the same emotions he did. He will get through that, that, those whatever is holding him back, whatever emotions he holds on to during the wintertime. He's got to work through that. But I can't rush that process for him. That's up to him. But the winters are going to be painful. They're going to feel like death for him because he comes from a place of Oh my God, what next? What's, what's going to happen? Are we going to get sales? Are we going to make the, the month, the month school? I can't golf. It's gloomy. It's cold. You guys, the winter time is the season where you have to dig deeper. Yeah, we can distract ourselves, but the winter time is the season where you need to do something uncomfortable to help you work through that. And what does being uncomfortable mean to you? Does that mean signing up for that grief support group? Does that mean finding that right therapist for you? Does that mean buying some snowshoes and getting out in, into the mountains and connecting with nature, doing something different? Or calling a friend if you normally like to be a recluse and stay home after work and not socialize? 
Sometimes just going to grab a, a burger and a beer with somebody and just shoot the shit with someone you trust just to work through it. You know, there are just certain parts of the year that will bring us back to that place of, oh no, is this going to work out? Or how am I going to get through this? Or just coming from a, you know, from a stressful place. And we all go through it. We all go through it. And it's so important to have somebody in your life who is going to help you work through that and come up with ideas and solutions of how you're going to have a productive project that's going to help you move forward or a productive meeting or a a productive phone call. When my husband goes through this every year, it's not something to be alarmed about. He gets through it. But I feel that if he can really work to the root of his problem of why this time of year really triggers him, then the next year, next winter won't take the, the best out of him. This is the time of year when you need to dig deeper within. Your mental health is always number one. If you're struggling, the family struggles. Sometimes we need to give ourselves a push to put on the shoes and go for a walk, even if it's 20 degrees outside. Find that book where you can escape and find that book that will give you some motivation to push you forward. If you're grieving a loss right now, whether it's the loss of a loved one, a divorce, a job, pet, health, or maybe your family's going different directions, this is the time to reach out for support. Talk about what you're going through. And I hate to say it, but the winter is when you have to put yourself out there a little more. For most, winter will naturally put us in a state of hibernation. We want to stay inside. We want to eat, drink, check out, just stay warm and comfortable. (laughs) But do not get too comfortable. Because being comfortable does not allow us to grow. Closing the blinds and hiding under the blankets will make the grief and the loss more intense. If you want to hibernate and stay inside, that's fine. But extend yourself. Push yourself outside of your comfort zone, outside of your limits, and work on healing behind closed doors. You know, there are many, many outlets that will help you through the winter time. Do not let the winter blues hold you back from working through your grief. You know, if fear and loneliness and grief is staring at you in the face right now, that's okay. Winter will do this to us. But I want you to start tapping into your winter warrior spirit and face these fears. If you need some winter encouragement, you know, email me. I will always respond. If you need to share your story, email me. Find your support group. Find that amazing grief therapist if that feels right. If you love to read, ask your loved ones who have passed on to send you the book you need to read. Or ask them to send a podcast episode you need to hear. Sometimes we forget to ask, and when we forget to ask for love and support, we can feel like we're fighting this battle alone. And you're not. You're not alone. But you've got to do something different in order to find the change and the healing you're looking for. And you've got to do something different so you're no longer living in that space of fear. If you want to stay inside for the next few months, that's your decision. But then at least start building your winter toolkit. You know, what can you lean on when the days feel dark? And then you can take this toolkit with you the next winter. And as you start growing in the next few months, you're building 
these strong roots inside of you. So you can begin to bloom in just a few short months when March arrives. You know, when spring graces us with a new beginning, a new season, a new chapter, every day is an opportunity to change and find growth. Every day. Even when you're sitting in the dark with no distractions, no noise, that's an opportunity to grow and connect. Don't let winter be your excuse to stop living. Let winter be the motivator that gives you the grit to dig deep and to push those heavy human emotions up and out. The only way we can come out on the other side of the winter is to embrace it, not shame it. All right, next up is letter time. And today's episode is a letter I wrote to my husband, Michael, and his winter blues. Thanks for being here with me. Until next time. Dear Winter Blues, this is the time of year that gets the best of you. I think just admitting that the winter affects your mental state is a form of therapy. And when you're aware of what's getting you down, this can create a healthy release, even a breakthrough. You like to keep yourself busy during this time of year. And while I'm grateful for all the projects you always complete, I want you to give yourself the time to connect with you, to connect with Jess, and to be with nature. Constant busy projects are distractions, and distractions can hold you back from healing the root of your problem. The winter is the time to go within, not to distract. I know you're still working through past loss and past grief, but you don't have to hang on to that grief you carry from her passing. You will miss her, always. But if you bring her spirit, her soul with you, then the winter won't feel like death. She's with you during the spring, summer, and fall. And next winter, she will be there too. You can stay busy, but it must be in a productive and healing way. I know the way you connect is through golf. And since golf isn't a convenient option during the winter, then grab your skis and escape on the mountain. If skiing isn't available, then we plan a small trip somewhere that lifts your spirits. If a trip is too far away, then call a buddy. Or listen to music. Or a book that relieves your angst. Nothing is permanent, only temporary but you get to decide how long you want to wallow in the winter blues. I'll give you all the time you need to talk through it, but I will always suggest a solution to help push you through the slump. Having your own business and being the sole provider comes with significant responsibility to provide. And that type of pressure is difficult to process at times. It's natural to stress about the next sale during the slow season, but you have to take a step back and trust that it always works out because you put in the work. Somehow, in some way, what you need will always be given to you. You just have to be open to receiving it. This time of year is when you dig deep inside of yourself and lean on the trusted tribe around you for support. Each winter with you gives me the push to step up as a mother and wife. I will always be the one to say, if it's not working, then do something different. 
I will always be the one to say, we've got to be grateful for what we do have and give thanks to the amazing things that are on the way. I will always encourage you to take care of you because if you're suffering, we will feel it too. And I will always be here to inspire you, to push you forward. You and I are a great balance for the family. You come from a place of practicality and reasoning, and I come from a place of believing in the impossible. And together we make it happen. I'm usually the one looking for encouragement of how to push past my fears, and you always show up extending me the perfect wisdom. So during winter, I'm happy to carry us through because this is the time when I feel most connected. Don't be afraid to sit in the stillness of the cold. Don't be afraid to sit with the uncomfortable emotions. And the next winter won't get the best of you because you'll get the best of winter. You're the best partner to live this life with. We grow together, we push forward together, we love together. I hope our trip in February will bring you the peace, happiness, and clarity you need to help you through the rest of the season. Until then, I've got your back. Love you, boo. All right.